I'm Jordan Rayner, and this is The Word Before Work. Today we're reading from 1 Corinthians 15, 12 through 14. Here's what it says. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. Bodily resurrection was a big deal to Paul, so big that Paul dedicated the longest section in his letter to the Corinthians to this very topic. Why does physical resurrection matter so much? Because without it, Paul says our faith is useless. We're all wasting our time. And I would argue not as not only is our faith useless, but our work would be useless as well. Unfortunately, the false teaching Paul was combating here is still alive and well. Today, it appears in our caricatures of heaven as a glorified retirement home where disembodied souls float around doing nothing but relaxing and singing for all eternity. That false vision is a distortion of what theologians like Randy Alcorn call the, quote, intermediate heaven where we go when we die until our bodily resurrection, end quote. Until is the key word there. The intermediate or present heaven is just a stop along the way to our final destination, the new earth where God will dwell with us in our physical resurrected bodies. What does the promise of bodily resurrection mean for our work? I would suggest it means at least two things. First, we can look forward to using our resurrected bodies to work without the curse for eternity. The Lord revealed this clearly to the prophet Isaiah when he said, quote, See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. My people will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They will not labor in vain, end quote. Floating souls don't build houses and plant vineyards. People with physical bodies do, and that's precisely what this passage says that we're going to do forever. Work where there will no longer be any curse. If you love your work today, this promise should be exhilarating to you, far more thrilling than the idea of playing harps for millennia on end. And if you loathe your work today, this promise should be thrilling as well as you can look with hope to the day in which your work will be perfect, blissful worship. Here's the second thing I want us to see. If we believe that human bodies can be resurrected from the dead, surely we can believe that our physical work can carry on to the new earth. In Revelation 21.5, Jesus says, quote, Behold, I am making all things new, end quote. Not just our physical bodies. Could it be that all things includes the novel you're writing, or the table you're building, or the road that you're currently paving at work? 
Maybe. Scripture certainly offers hints to that end. Revelation 21, 24 through 26 says that the glory and honor of the nations will be brought into the new earth. A parallel passage in Isaiah 60 lists some of the honor or riches of the nations as the ships of Tarshish, herds of camel and gold and incense, all artifacts of human culture. The work you will do today, healing patients, serving cups of coffee, or designing a new building matters because the material world matters to God. Therefore, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Today's devotional only scratches the surface of how God's word connects to our work. If you want to go deeper, sign up for my free 20-day devotional called The Word Before Work Foundations at twbwfoundations.com. These email devotionals are designed to help you gain a rich understanding of the biblical narrative of work how exactly your work matters for eternity, and what those truths mean for how we ought to work today. Sign up right now, again, totally free at twbwfoundations.com.